podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. If you've been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I. Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Pro Picker is back, and maybe this week he'll actually pick, like, a Pro Picker. I am Philip Slavin. I am Chris Ross, and, uh, yeah, that's, yikes, that's that's harsh. And this is the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. It is Friday, boys and girls, that means we are making picks. And, yeah, I was I was kidding. Obviously, that means that our, uh, our pro picker, Daniel Alexander from Grinders Blinders, is back on the show to be our guest picker this week. We had a ton of fun with him two weeks ago. Uh, he had a really bad week, though he kind of predicted that he would, which was weird. Um, so we decided to have him back this week. Really appreciate it. Uh, we had a lot of fun picking. We've got five Big 12 games. All the Big 12 teams are in action. So we got five games plus our non-Big 12 pick, it's a it's a little bit of a longer episode, but we just got a lot to talk about. We really, there's there's so many games to discuss. Yeah, he did call that uh, he would have a bad week and we would have a good week uh, as we you know hyped him up as the professional. And he said, just watch. And uh, I don't know if that's just hedging your bets, <laughs> but that, that at least he got that pick right. Better safe than sorry. Speaking of good picks, uh, last week, Chris and I both went 2-2. Two and two. Um, I had the UT pick and the Iowa State pick correct. Uh, Chris had the Iowa State and his Duke pick over Georgia Tech correct. And then our guest picker went 3-1. and one. So bravo to the guest picker. Uh, the current standings, I am 16-23. and 23. Chris is 20-18-1. And, and our guests are 14-19. and 19. I get the feeling... Based off of, and you'll hear them, uh, all of the picks that we were all so different on, a lot of few overs and unders, a lot of variations on who, who each person is picking, that um, we, could see, we could see some real movement in the standings after this coming week. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've been holding on to my league as you slowly chip away at it. Uh, so, but things could really shake up this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just excited for the games. But before we get to those, there is one thing to note. Uh, hey, folks, guess what? It's basketball season. It's almost basketball season. Like, once the preseason poll comes out, it's kind of like football. Like, it is on to the break of dawn. and Like talking Kong. Season's, yeah. The season starts in like three weeks. Like, I, I forget what every team's season opener is. Oklahoma State's 
the exhibition game is on the first of November, and then they play their first one November sixth. Like boys and girls, men's basketball season is here. It is time that preseason poll is out. And I have a, I don't know, Chris, do you, uh, I know you're not a huge basketball guy. Uh, I know that's not really your area of expertise or your forte, but did you, uh, did you have any thoughts on the preseason poll? Um, I don't have any basketball thoughts until January. (laughs) So no. That's fair. Okay. That's fine. Uh, So I, I did have a, I did have a few. If you haven't seen it yet, I assume by now you've probably seen the poll. Uh, Kansas is the preseason favorite, followed by Baylor, Texas Tech. Uh, Texas at four. West Virginia rounds out the top five. Uh, and then we go to Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, and TCU. I have no complaints about TCU at the bottom. I have no complaints about Kansas at the top. I know there's a lot of Texas Tech fans who are like, oh, but why? Well, we won last year. Like, Congratulations. Good. Uh, you're third. And I think that's about adequate. I understand the Chris Beard effect. The guy is a hell of a coach. He absolutely is. But there is something to last year's just doesn't like the formula that allowed him to be so successful the last two years is not something that you can repeat without getting some studs in. Kansas had a lot of issues as far as players injured and players held out. I'm fine with Kansas being number one. I think Baylor is going to be really good this season. I think Texas Tech's going to be good. I don't, if you're upset because Texas Tech's not won because they won the league last year, like you lost a lot. Like it's, it's, it's okay. Like I get it, but there's a reason Kansas won. They've, they've kind of earned the right having been as good as they have been for as long as they have to be preseason one. How much does the NCAA investigations into Kansas, into Oklahoma state, how much does that weigh onto those teams as we get into this season? Well, OSU doesn't have any effects yet because we still don't know if they're actually going to be one of the teams who face sanctions or not. Um, sure. I don't know that it's, it's hurting why them on the recruiting trail. believe they're one of the teams. Uh, it, I, I believe that they probably will be, but I don't. Again, we don't know what punishment will be. Kansas, it has affected them on the on the recruiting trail. Like it, they don't. They they just got uh, landed a uh, as a four star center who's a rising guy. Um, I forget his name. Forgive me. I I'm not as great remembering every single basketball recruit's name. I can't remember every Oklahoma State football recruit's name, and I cover that on a regular basis. But Kansas is going to put together a nice roster, but not the roster you expect from Kansas, and a lot of that is the recruiting. Like it just it just is. Um, but I still think Kansas is going to be good. I think Baylor is legit. I think Texas Tech is good. Um, I have no idea why Texas is fourth. Don't talk to me about their roster. I don't care. They have a great roster every year. Shaka Smart can bring in the top recruiting class in Texas every single se- in the Big 12 every single season. And until Shaka Smart actually has a Texas team finish in the, first, or the, the top half of the conference, no reason to ever, ever put Texas there. Not with Shaka Smart. I mean, Sorry. this is a make or break season for, for Smart, right? Like, I mean, if, if they finish sub 500, oh, then it has to done. be. Yeah. It has to be. But even if sub high hundred, they finish with 18 wins and sneak in as a 10 seed. Like, is that really what Texas wants? No, his buyout is huge, and that's a big thing. But there is, this is a big year. If there's if there's one Big 12 team, or if there's one Big 12 basketball coach who's on the hot seat this season, it's it's Shaka Smart. It absolutely and is. And if there's a team um, that can afford that buyout, it's Texas. Well, yeah. Um, I think West Virginia is a little high at five. I think they're going to be good. I don't know if they're that high. Uh, I think Iowa State at seven. I know that they lost a lot of guys from last year. Had a, had some guys leave early for the NBA, including a few that probably shouldn't have. Uh, shout out to the guy who tweeted that comment. But I think Iowa State's a little low. 
I think TCU is exactly where they should be. I think I'm fine with OU at eight. I think they've got a lot of talent, but it's all unproven at this point. And I think OU, to me, is the dark horse here. I think they're the team that could, if all those things click, and, and Lon Kruger has that roster rolling, they are a team that could flip-flop with Texas. I just I don't see Texas. I, that's what I was going to say. Do you see them flipping with Texas? That would be, you know. I don't know. I, I was shocked that OSU was picked sixth. I was. I mean, they were they were almost unanimous, unanimously the number 10 pick the last two years in a row. Now, they weren't going to be this year. TCU's, no. that. <laughs> but I was a little surprised they were that they were ahead of Iowa State. I would have expected I would have expected Iowa State a little bit higher. I, I think the problem right now is the top three teams make a lot of sense. And everything below that, I don't think any of them picked where they were picked outside of TCU. I think Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech could all finish in that order, and it wouldn't shock me. TCU will finish 10th. Everybody in the middle, I don't think any of them land – where they were picked. I think they're going to just be a big jumbled mess and we're not going to really know anything about it until they start playing the games and I cannot wait until they do. So super early, super, super early pick. Who wins the the, the regular season? I oh, I really like Baylor this year. I think Kansas bounces back and does. I actually think there's something to that streak finally ending. Kind of almost takes a weight off their shoulder of having to keep that streak going. Now you just go out and win it. Now there's no streak. You, you're does it matter? Like, who cares? And barring the significant injuries to this team, it's a really talented team. If, if there wasn't the NCAA thing, like, being held over them, I would agree yeah. with you. Uh, but I like I like our new uh, basketball overlords. They took the throne last year, and this is just the start of a new dynasty. I think Baylor has a better roster than Texas Tech right now. But I like Chris Beard. Again, Chris Beard effect is legit. This is not trying to knock Texas Tech or say they're not good. The, the, the big question for Kansas, and, and I don't think it really affects this year, I don't think any sort of real punishment is going to happen for Kansas this year. I do think at some point Bill Self is going to be forced to sit some games out. I don't know if that's this year or if that's – I think that's going to end up being the 2020-2021 season. Um, so I think Kansas does fine this year. We'll just we'll just see. But I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Baylor's good. That roster is really good. That is a talented team that Scott Drew has put together. Uh, I know everyone's like, ah, we got to pick against Kansas. I know what happened last year. There's a lot of different circumstances that led to that. And Chris Beard just had a hell of a team. I, I'm, I wouldn't shock me if Kansas won this year. Not like running away with it, but it wouldn't shock me at all if Kansas won. And it wouldn't shock me if it was Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech. It wouldn't shock me if it was Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor. Like, it just wouldn't. I, I think Texas Tech's good, and, and I have due respect for them because of what we've seen uh, from, from what Chris Beard can do. I just – I'm not going to pick him to win this year. Sorry. So, yeah. Okay. With that said, uh, do yourself a favor. If you're a big, uh, big 12 basketball fan, make sure you're signed up for ESPN+. Plus. So you get Big 12 now. You're going to need that to watch a whole lot of games. I have it because I'm not going to miss a single Oklahoma State game. Um, so go to our Twitter account, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Find the tweet pinned to the top. Click that link. Spend the 4.99 or take the free trial if you haven't yet. Uh, but you get yourself signed up and enjoy all the Big 12 men's basketball games on Big 12 Now and ESPN Plus this season. It is week eight, and it is Friday, and that means one thing and one thing only. It's time for picks. And I'm very excited because we brought our pro back, in part because he's the best guy we know about this, and also in part because he's had like the worst week of every guest picker we've had. So we felt that 
we had to bring him back on and give him another shot to do a better job and try and salvage the guest pick. So Daniel Alexander from Grinders with Blinders joins us again. Daniel, welcome back to the 1012. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, redemption is right. Let's go for it. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling prepared and ready? Hey, I like my picks, you know, but I'll also have probably over 100 plays rolling on Saturday. So so don't just judge me by my Big 12 performance, all right? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, you feeling good? Uh, We uh, Just to recap, both of us went two and two last week um, with different games. Different games. We picked on a Tuesday, so I'm not, I don't hate it. Our guest went three and one. Bravo. Bravo guest. Yeah. So uh, records as they stand are currently I am 16 and 23. Chris is 20, 18 and one. And our guest picker is 14 and 19 right now. So I'm actually doing better than guest picker. So I'm feeling good. Hey, 2018 is respectable. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. I'm the bad one. Chris is doing very well. <laughs> I, I will say that, like, typically I wouldn't be very happy with that. But when you're forced to pick the, the games, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the above 500 records. So oh, yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I know. Okay. So let's because we have six games to pick, all ten Big Twelve teams are action. That's five Big Twelve games in our non one. Oh, let's just go ahead and dive in, and let's let's start with what I uh, what I have called so far as the least interesting game of the week, uh, and that is Kansas traveling to Austin to face Texas at the at the moment that we were recording this. Texas is a twenty one and a half point favorite, though I will say you can get that at twenty one, uh, and the over under is at sixty two and a half. Uh, Daniel, since you are our guest, I'm going to let you go first here. You know what? I actually uh, I, I like this matchup a lot. I uh, I'm going to be taking Kansas. Um, I bet them earlier in the week at a little bit of a better number, but I still like them at 21 and a half. Um, big deal here, right? I mean, uh, Texas is coming off the big game with Oklahoma, right? There's going to be uh, a letdown spot, perhaps. Uh, I, I I like Kansas here. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, what are you what are you feeling in this one? Well, it did not take long for me to disagree with our professional. <laughs> it, it worked out for me last time. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I like Texas to cover here. They're four and two against the spread. They're coming off the loss. They're mad. They have not forgotten 2016. No one will let them forget that Kansas, in fact, beat Texas in football. Never. So yeah, never forget that will. Exactly. So I, I think Texas comes out a little angry. I, I feel like they come out focused. Um, I like the Longhorns here. The unknown factor is Brent Deerman, now the offensive coordinator at Kansas after Les Coning fired. Um, you know, what will the Kansas offense look like? But at a certain point, you are who you are. You, you know, I mean, I don't know what Kansas could do. I don't expect another uh, Boston College game. Uh, so I, I like Texas to, it's a big spread at 21 and a half, but I like Texas to cover it. Yeah. So, uh, I'll say this night game in Austin fans are angry seasons. Not, I mean, but it, I get their frustration, but also you've lost to two teams who are ranked like third and, and fifth. Top in the five. Country. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you've lost to two top five teams and I mean, LSU was a close game. OU the score doesn't really dictate how close the game was in fact like I never felt like it was a seven point game, but I think Texas is angry and I think they're about to come out and I feel the same way take out their frustration on a Kansas team who 
I think we'll probably kind of be in this game a little early. I think they're going to have a couple of really nice drives set up just because, you know, Dearman is now the offensive coordinator. He's going to try and throw some things at Texas early, try and throw the defense off its game. Uh, and, and I think they could put up a few points. You know, now they're, they're, they know that, that Puka is the lead back. That um, Yeah, Herbert's gone. Yep. Thank you. Like, the, the, there's not there shouldn't be any big surprises for Kansas heading into this one. So I, I like – Texas, I'm going to go ahead and just take Texas at 21. And, and Chris, if I'll give you to 21, too, if you want that way. You know, if they win by three touchdowns, we get to push and don't have to hang on that extra half point. Um, because 21 is available. That's the benefit of shopping around. But I, I agree with you, Chris. I'm, a, I'm going to take UT in this one. I mean, if we're going to call it at 21, I'm not going to hate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm happy to take 21 and, and get a push at, at worst with that, you know, if it just happens to settle on three touchdowns. But I think, I think Texas is going to take out some real – Oh, you lost frustration on, on the poor Jayhawks this week. All right, so moving on, I'm going to leave this one because it scares me. Uh, let's go to Oklahoma and West Virginia. Sooners are currently getting a 33 and a half on West Virginia. You can get that at 34 if you want it. Uh, and the over-under is at 63, though you can also get that at 62 and a half if you feel like taking the over-under. Uh, Chris, what do you? Uh, what's your feeling here? Oh, great. Uh, th- I don't like this line uh, where it's at. This is a game that's going to be entirely dictated by how bad, by how how focused Oklahoma comes out right after the win after after the Red River showdown. You know, or do they want to beat West Virginia by more than thirty three and a half? I, I I don't know. I like West Virginia to get kind of a sleepy OU team and, and lose handedly, but still uh, to cover it to cover the spread. Okay, uh, Daniel, what's your feeling here, man? Hey, you know, I, I'm not doing this on purpose. I am on the other side. Um, uh, unlike Texas, after this last game, I think Oklahoma is going to come out and just keep it moving right along. I, I don't see West Virginia being able to hang with Oklahoma. Maybe they hang around for a quarter or a quarter and a half or something like that. But this kind of feels like the game where Oklahoma just keeps pouring it on and, you know, you end it like a, a 55-17 or a, you know, 48-14, something like that. I think Lincoln Riley is going to have the team just, you know, still scoring. Jalen Hurts is on his Heisman uh, march here trying to get some eyes on him. And I think Oklahoma scores over 50 points and they cover the spread against West Virginia. Yeah, I'm definitely not excited about this game, about this pick, because, yeah, Oklahoma could have this covered by halftime. I mean, if, if they want to. It's just the question of do they want to. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of with you guys. I I think West Virginia is about to have a really bad game. West Virginia seems to play very up and down. I think they are continuing to improve, but now you've got real questions at quarterback. The offensive line still has issues. Um, you've had a couple of guys, a uh, receiver announced he's going to transfer. Um, I'm real worried about West Virginia this spot. Also, like OU has just had West Virginia's number, like period. And I realized that that was when Dana was there. But they're bringing out the, the lay of the wood uniforms, which they like to do against West Virginia. I like OU in this one. I really do. And I, I'm nervous about doing this, but I'm actually going to take uh, the over. I I kind of wonder if OU... You think, you think Oklahoma gets 63 by themselves, huh? Um, they might, honestly. <laughs> um, they might put up 60 on their own. I just... After Jalen's performance against Texas, which was good, but you had the two turnovers in the red zone. You, it wasn't a great performance. I get the feeling, you know, I don't I don't want to throw any rat poison at him, but I think he's about to come out and, and put on a show. 
Like I don't. Again, I'm I'm sorry, man. I, this is rad poison by saying positive things about you. I get it, but um, I think Shailen's about to have himself a game. I think uh, Hollywood's gonna. Ha- I'm sorry, not Hollywood. I'm sure CD's gonna have himself a game. I think OU's just gonna come out and and put up a lot of points on West Virginia. I think West Virginia's gonna score enough to get over that that 63, which I can get it at a uh, at 62 and a half. So I'm gonna just to just to play it safe. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead. Last time I took an o- an over on an OU game. I got it. I'm going to go ahead and stick with the over here. I like the OU pick. I like. I think OU covers that 33 and a half, but I'm going to go ahead and just take the over here because I actually feel better about that. I mean, it, either way, if, if OU covers, then I'm getting the over. So I'm going to take the well, over on this one. What really scares me by, by taking the West Virginia side, and now I'm really second-guessing that pick, and I'm probably going to lose this pick. But uh, what has me second-guessing it is the, the Oklahoma Speed D has been lights out the last couple of weeks. And if they fluster – Austin Kendall into making mistakes, you know, the Sooners don't need extra possessions in this game. Yeah, that would be scary for them. Okay, uh, moving along, let's go to the, no, let's move on down. Let's move on down. I'm going to I'm gonna mix things up today. Okay, Iowa State is a road favorite in Lubbock against Texas Tech. They are currently a seven-point favorite, uh, and the over-under is you can get it anywhere between 56.5 and 57.5. And um, I will go first just to make things fair and balanced. Um, I I really wish that this line had come back down to six and a half because I'd be all over Iowa State. Um, I like it at seven because it's an easy push. I think Iowa State's offense is 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 playing well. Um, I think Texas Tech's defense is actually playing fairly well. Uh, Iowa State's run game is not great, which tends to lead to more, you know, three and a half and incompletions because you're having to throw the ball more. I think Iowa State wins this, and I think they cover the seven. I don't think Iowa State wins this one running away. Um, I think this game is a little bit closer than people are going to expect, but I will take Iowa State to cover the seven points. Uh, Chris, what do you got here? Okay, I disagree with you. You know, we'll, we'll find out what side Daniel's on here in a second, but I disagree with you. I like Texas Tech to cover the seven at home. They're mad. After last week, the way they lost that game to Baylor, they're mad. Uh, I I think they're out with something to prove. Um, Jet Duffy is feeling more comfortable in this offense. And I I think on paper, everything says Iowa State, but this is the Big 12. Chaos reigns supreme. I like the Red Raiders here. Okay. All right, well, Daniel, what are are you feeling here, man? Uh, I'm actually going to make a play on the total. Um, what they're, they're, this game is going to be seeing winds of like 13, 14, 15 miles an hour. And uh, I just, uh, you know, like you were saying, a, a lot of three and outs, a lot of punts. This total is posted at 56 and a half. It's ticked up to 57, but uh, I still like that under. I feel like this is going to be sort of a, a tight game. You're going to see some quarters with maybe – you know, a, a 10 nothing quarter maybe rolled out by Iowa State in the second quarter or something like that. You're going to see Texas Tech not be able to quite get it going. So um, I'm actually going to go here with under 57 on this game, and I feel pretty good about it. Interesting. I, I like that pick. I, I saw that one, and I liked it. I, I feel good about Iowa State, but I do like the under on this one. I just – It feels I like – I, I love a good I love a good four-pass four like pick. It's going to be, uh, you know, a, a tight-knit game for at least a quarter and a half or two quarters where – you could, I could really see Texas Tech not get it going for a while, you know. So it's just, you you can really picture that kind of 
uh, you know, 31, 24 type game or, you know, 28, 20 kind of vibe. So definitely an underplay. So normally I take another Big 12 and then we do our non-big and then we wrap it up. I I, I want to save the two Big 12 games, the, the game of the week and the one that I have the hardest trouble with um, for the end. So let's actually do our non-Big 12 picks here. And Daniel, I'm going to I'm gonna let you go first. What's your uh, Which game do you have your eye on outside of the Big 12 this week? San Diego State travels to San Jose State. San Diego State is currently a, an eight-point favorite. But the play I'm going with here is... Uh, the current line is 46 on the total, and I'm going to be betting the under. Rocky Long loves his conference unders. Uh, this guy, San Diego State, is like a boa constrictor once they get a lead on you in the second half, and they will just they will just squeeze this game to death. Um, you're going to see San Diego State come out, jump out to maybe a you know seven or ten point lead, and in that second half, you're going to see something like 24 to seven. And then you're just not going to see any scoring for like the entire third quarter or something like that. It's just uncanny what Rocky Long does to totals in second half of conference games when he's a favorite. So um, I really, really like under 46. And, uh, you know, this is a redemption week for me. So let's go. Uh, let's go win this one. That is an interesting set. And we actually we looked it up. Um, five of. San Diego State's games this year have hit the under. Five of their six games have hit the under. So that's a that's a solid that's a solid pick. I, I feel very confident you've got a you've got a good pick on your hands there, man. Yeah, and, and to give you some more depth and some more layers there to his uh, uh, to his conference unders. Let's see. I, th- I think lifetime he's thirty and fifteen, so he's literally hitting two out of one uh, in just a regular season conference game. So, and that's not even if he's just the favorite. That's just them as you know, San Diego state in their conference games, man, man. favorite it's 24. He's 24 and six as a conference favorite. I mean, that's just crazy. Right. So he's going to get a big boy job soon. He just, it feels like it's coming. It really does at some point. Um, Chris, what are you, uh, right. are you, are you sticking with your, your group of five picks that you love so much and have done you well? They have done me well. Surprisingly, I'm actually going to the Power Five again, which I have a few times this year. And um, you know, what when, when am I in the uh, in the non-Big Twelve picks? What are we? The seven times you're six and one. Six and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I better knock on wood. I'll write it on your trophy. Uh, okay. Six I, I know. Right? So <laughs> I'm looking at number twenty Minnesota at Rutgers. Uh, the line is Minnesota minus 28 and a half. Uh, the Golden Gophers are 6-0. and They're 3-2-1 and against the spread. Minnesota is averaging 35 and a half points per game. They beat their last two opponents, Illinois and Nebraska. Uh, they beat them by an average of 25 points. And uh, Rutgers is much worse than Illinois and Nebraska. Rutgers is 1-5 on the season and 1-5 against the spread. The last time Rutgers kept a game within 28 and a half, it was uh, way back in week four when they lost to Boston College 30 to 16. That's the same Boston College team we just talked about Kansas beating. Uh, so I, I don't like I don't like Rutgers chances in this one. They've been held scoreless three times this year and they've scored just seven points the last three outings. And in fact, random stat, Rutgers has just two touchdowns this year against Power 5 opponents. I like Minnesota to win this handedly uh, and, and to cover the 28-and-a-half. So we should just take whoever's playing against Rutgers like moving forward. That should just be the new betting rule. Of who's who's playing Rutgers? 
Um, are they a favorite of less than five touchdowns? Take <laughs> yeah. it. That's because that's what's going to happen. Basically. <laughs> Call that an auto fade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my guess is most likely you're going to win more often than you lose with that pick. So, so there you go. All right. So to wrap up our non-Big 12, um, I'm, I'm, Last time we had an SMU pick, Chris did it uh, and and picked SMU to beat Tulsa by 14. I really liked that pick at the time, and obviously it, it didn't work out. It took a couple overtimes, but SMU finally won. This week, SMU is welcoming, uh, welcoming Temple down to Texas, down to Dallas. Uh, SMU is a 7.5-point favorite. Here's the deal. Uh, SMU is 5-1 and one against the spread as a favorite. Okay, that, that Tulsa game is not something to be worried about. It's an outlier. That's the, That's the truth. SMU has had two weeks to prepare for this game. And Temple, I mean, everybody likes Temple. Temple beat Georgia Tech at home. They beat Maryland at home. Uh, they upset Memphis at home. Um, key point there is you keep hearing the word home mentioned over and over again. On the road, they're 1-1. One one. Uh, they beat a really bad East Carolina team, and they lost on the road to a 2-4 and four Buffalo team. So I think Temple's really good. I do. I like Temple. But I think SMU is much better this year. And at home, I, I really like SMU to cover that 75 Probably pretty comfortably. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see that. Uh, I, I do want to ask this real quick. Daniel, is there one line this week that you have seen that just made you still go, what? Like, just baffled you completely. It was just like, what, what is what is Vegas thinking here? Is there one line that just left you scratching your head this week? Can I use this as a segue into a, uh, into a Big 12 game that we haven't talked about yet? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, well, much like last time I was here, this Baylor OK State line has me scratching my head, man. Same, uh, same here. I don't, I don't get it. Um, my 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 power rankings have them. This game basically is a pick 'em with, uh, even though Baylor's at Oklahoma State, my numbers have this as, you know, literally should be a pick 'em or even Baylor sort of as a minus one. I bet it right away when it opened. Uh, I, I got three and a half. For a, and it's I, moved. It's it's moved the other way. Hey man, <laughs> I I can't explain it. There's some smart guys that that like Oklahoma State. I, I know there's a popular stat. Um, I don't know it off the top of my head, but you know when you have a ranked team that that's a that's a visiting dog. You know they haven't done well against the spread in the past few years. So you know I don't know if people are jumping on that trend, but um. But man, I, I had this game circled as if I got Baylor as, you know, basically with any points, I loved him. And I saw that open up and I'm going to come back for more. I hope it's four. I hope it's four and a half by game time, because um, personally, I, I know Oklahoma State's coming off the bye. So I know they've had some time to prepare. Uh, I hope that doesn't mess up all my numbers and I hope it doesn't throw Baylor off. I'm betting Baylor and I'm betting him with confidence. I'm going to go shop around for the best line and you can grab a four now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can grab a four. Yeah. I, I hope you can get a four and a half later. I mean, man, it just seems like a great bet this weekend. It really does. All right. Yeah. Uh, Philip, I probably gave away which side I'm on. So well, no, let's, <laughs> Why don't you you're go? on Baylor. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I am on Baylor. I, I don't understand this line. Um, we talked a little bit about this game uh, before and, you know, it's one of those that Oklahoma State, they have, you know, Sanders, they have uh, Hubbard, and they have Wallace, right? Those three weapons. But beyond that, there's not much behind them. Dylan, Dylan Stoner brings some offense, but but he's about it, and that's a problem for the Cowboys. You know, Baylor, they have a pretty good trio of their own, and they also have talent behind that trio. 
Um, to to so I, I I don't know. I like I like Baylor here. I like their defense to kind of they'll put a safety over top of Wallace, just like Texas Tech and Texas did. They had success with that. I, I get that Oklahoma State's had the bye week to try to figure some things out. I just have not really seen anything behind the, their three stars that makes me think that those guys could step up even after a bye week. So um, I, I don't know. I don't really understand this line. I don't understand why Oklahoma State's such a heavy favorite. They are 5-1 and one against the spread. But I, I like Baylor here, and if they're going to give me points, then I'm happy to take them. And if I could jump back in with some yeah, more support yeah. here for you. Um, Oklahoma State's getting uh, almost 80% of the spread bets that have come in right now. Uh, we've tracked about 4,300 bets, and almost 80% are on Oklahoma State. That just seems so wild to me. Baylor is such a contrarian play, and so – you know, we're getting a team that, in my opinion, should be a pick 'em, and we're getting four points. And uh, this is a conference road dog that is an extremely contrarian play this week. It's like, man, this is just a perfect storm and a perfect spot to take this Baylor team. I, I really don't know what what eighty percent of the public is seeing that's making them say, "Yeah, we're going to take Oklahoma State here." I mean, maybe everyone in the world knows that you know, Baylor's starting their fourth quarterback, except for us or something. But like, besides that, we cannot <laughs> figure out the reason why. I mean, Texas Tech trashed Oklahoma State's de- uh, offensive line. Yeah. Just trashed it. Yep. Yeah. I, I, All right, Philip. Is it me? Is it me? Is it my turn? Okay. So yeah. let me just say this. Um, orange glass is off. Um, since the, for the last two weeks, I have been, I don't care what the line is, Oklahoma State is going to win this game. They are. I got a, I have a few reasons for that. First, um, you talk about the off week. Maybe it throws a kink into everything. Did you know that in their last 12 games, where Oklahoma State has had two or more weeks to prepare for a game, they are 11-1? and one. I wish he was 11-1 with two or more weeks to prepare against an opponent. That only loss was back in 2016 to the Oklahoma Sooners, which, you know, throw everything out when it comes to Bedlam. In homecoming, because this is a homecoming game, by the way, they are 8-2 and two in their last 10 homecoming games. So just just to remind you of that. Uh, Baylor is 1-11 in Stillwater in their last 12. Baylor is without their starting linebacker, Clay Johnson, who I know everyone's like, well, mm-hmm. it's one guy. No, he's the leader of that defense. Um, if I were to compare it to Oklahoma State, it'd be like if they, if honestly, if they lost one of the, Malcolm Rodriguez, when they're Bundage, their best, yeah. but not even Bundage, Malcolm Rodriguez, their best starting linebacker. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that matters. I understand. And the way these two teams play, I, I get the feeling that OSU can get up early, and I don't trust Baylor to come back down from two scores. I don't that, that their offense isn't built that way. I understand that Oklahoma State's defense isn't the best, but I think they can do enough with a, a lead to hang on to this. Um, I also have had this weird gut feeling of this reminds me so much of last year. Last year, OSU went into Manhattan, got embarrassed by a Kansas State team they had no business losing to. Had two weeks to get ready for it. Come to homecoming. There's a weird vibe around the team. It's a day game, it's not a morning game. And I think they come out prepared. I think they absolutely come out with the understanding of that this game is a huge game for the season moving forward. Win this game and eight and four is still absolutely on the board. Nine and three even is. Lose this game, there's a very good chance you're sitting at six and six at the end of the season. I think this game is 
I think it's big for Baylor. I think this game is even bigger for Oklahoma State. I like Oklahoma State in this spot. There's enough history there that makes me feel good about saying Oklahoma State. Now, I don't love the four-point line because, honestly, I feel like this is like a 31-28 game. That's what this feels like to me. It feels like OSU gets up big enough that Baylor starts to tie and kind of come back but can't quite get over the hump and do so. Um, It also concerns me that I don't know if there's any more stone-cold, like, never never worried, never stressed, never concerned, never frantic quarterback than Charlie Brewer. That guy just seems laser-focused at all times. Nothing seems to throw him. Throw, throws inter- three interceptions against Texas Tech. Does he ever seem frazzled or upset or stressed? Nope. Just even keel, cool as can be, awesome. And I like Charlie Brewer. I really do. And that, that concerns me. Um and I agree, Chris. I like that you're, there's a valid point of they have better weapons behind the front three than Oklahoma State does, though I, I would argue part of the wide receiver problem is more to do with Spencer Sanders than the wide receivers. But I don't love that four line. If it was still two and a half, I'd be all over OSU. I think this is a three-point game, but I'm going to go ahead and just take OSU here because I, I think at home in this situation, this is a game they win. And I, I, I think it's a three-point game, but I'm not going to have us all pick Baylor. So I'm going to go ahead and say Oklahoma State covers. And since I can get it at three and a half, I'm going to. Uh, I think OSU covers the three and a half and wins on Saturday. So I will say this. It's not a secret that you and I are both Oklahoma, Oklahoma State fans. I followed my wife up to Stillwater. So this is kind of the best kind of pick for me. Because either I win the pick or I win the game. And, you know, I'll, I'll feel good either way. And But the problem is, is I just can't ignore what's behind Brewer, Lava, and Mims. You know, who's going to step up for Oklahoma State behind Wallace? Because I, I don't think Wolf is the guy. Uh, watched him last week against Texas Tech, and, and you know, his 50-50 balls, he, he doesn't really go up and, and fight for it. You know, he, he's got to be kind of wide open to make a play. And that's not a good look for a receiver in this league. I uh, and, and then you have Jermichael Hasty behind Lovett, and, you know, we know we know that Hubbard's going to get another, what, 30, 35 carries this game because behind him, there's just nothing. L.D. Brown, where is he? I mean, what's he done this year? I mean, he's a fourth-string quarterback and a second-string. He's a fourth-stringer who's currently the second-stringer. No, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's he's He was the fourth-stringer last year. He's only second-string because everyone else is gone. There, there's... I, I don't mean to be mean, but that's just the truth of the matter. And my guess mm-hmm. is that once, if Desmond Jackson is healthy, which there's a chance he is, that the JUCO transfer, then I, I think he's actually in the in the backup role. And look, I get it. I, I understand all those problems, but the, if, I, I'm not, neither of us are smarter than the coaching staff at Oklahoma State. Sure. Like they they know those things. They they have seen the tape and gone, okay, we get this. We've got to, we've got to do some different things. I just, I trust Gundy and I trust Oklahoma State with their backs up against the wall. We can talk about OSU's issues as a favorite the last few years. It is an issue. But when, when Gundy's back is up against the wall, the the, the rattlesnake wrestler comes out. Okay. I, I just I, – I, I buy it. So Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this because I absolutely agree with you. Obviously, the coaching staffs in Stillwater and, and all the Big 12 are much smarter than we are. They understand <laughs> their issues. But at, at a certain point, it just understanding your issue doesn't mean you can get over it. It just is what it is at a certain point and you have to live with and die by it. And, uh, I mean, I could be, I hope, I, hopefully for the Cowboys I'm wrong because I, they had high expectations going into the season and, you know, from the, how they opened the season, uh, things looked really good. I really like Spencer Sanders. I like what I see out of him, but the Baylor defense kind of forces him to put the game on his shoulders I think we see more mistakes, kind of like we saw against Texas Tech, and and uh, we'll see what happens. That's fair. 
I think it's very fair. I pull up a Chuba Hubbard set for you, but it's going to take me a while to find it again. So we're just going to go ahead and move on, or we're going to be doing this all night long, and we can only talk. Hey, so much I will say shoes. Baylor. Baylor survived the third Big Twelve team ranked curse. Yeah, fairly or unfairly, they survived it. No, they did. By we can talk about you know blown calls or whatever, but they uh, they did survive it. So that's that's very, oh here's my fun set. Okay, so um. Uh, when Hubbard has carried the ball 92 times on first down, um, he has 728 yards and averages 7.91 yards per carry on first down. I just like that's a, that's a beautiful stat, isn't it? Isn't that just make you feel all warm and fuzzy and <laughs> just kind of want to cuddle yourself? It's a real, real cool stat. Okay, enough OSU. Well, what's the stat for bubble screens? I don't don't shh, shh. I want to show me a slant this weekend, please. Just one. One slant, please. Okay, so last game of the week, and I'm glad we saved this to the end because this is the one I've just had the most trouble with all week long. TCU is traveling to Manhattan. The line is currently three and a half everywhere. Uh, the over-under is at 44, though you can get it at 44 and a half. Um, I am still, I've gone back and forth about 30 times this week. Uh, so Daniel, I'm going to let you go first. What is your feel on this game, man? Um, yeah, actually, this is uh, this is interesting because one of the tools I use is, uh, you know, just watching the line, seeing where numbers open. What kind of clues do we get, uh, you know, watching the line right when it opens? This game opened at two and a half at Pinnacle. And uh, in my opinion, something really important happened. Uh, it opened at, uh, you know, I think out here on the West Coast, it was probably about uh, two o'clock or so, uh, 2 PM opens at two and a half by the very next morning, by Monday morning at 7 AM, the, the line has already been hit up to three and a half. Now with the low total that we're working with, uh, you know, about a 45, looks like it opened at 46. It's down at 44. Now that's very meaningful. Uh, bookmakers were taking action from smart guys and they blew right through a key number they, they, they went right through the three and went right to three and a half. Uh, what that tells me is some really smart guys or respected money took that two and a half right away and they ran with it. Uh, to me, I see a clue like that. And, and you know, the way the universe works, the game's going to end right on three and everyone who got in early, you know, they're going to, they'll, they'll cash their minus two and a half on TCU and everyone who came in late is going to lose their minus three and a half. But uh, for the sake of picking a game today, TCU minus three and a half. I think some smart, respected betters told us right in the beginning, hey, this line's a little bit short. And so bookmakers jumped right through that three. They're hanging the three and a half. I think TCU wins this game by four points or more. And I'm basing that on the clues that some really respected betters took right when the line opened. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, uh, Chris, what's your, what's your feel here, man? Well, I, uh, I'm with the smart people because the smart people understand that Malik Knowles is probably not going to play this game. And without him, Kansas State really cannot stretch the field. Uh, I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, but it is what it is. If you can't stretch the field vertically, your run-first offense is going to have a hard day if the other team is daring you to beat them through the air. And TCU's defense is more than capable of stopping the Kansas State run offense. And uh, I just think it's a long day. It might, it might be, a, it's probably going to be a fairly low scoring game. Might even be under uh, the over under at 44 and a half, I think. So, but I like the Horn Frogs to win by, by at least a score. I've gone back and forth. I've heavily considered the under. Um, 
because I don't like either offense. And and I can see a 21-17 kind of game here. Man, I I think TCU wins this. But at some point, Kansas State has to bounce back a bit. Like they have to, at home, figure some things out, especially with they've got a decent defense. TCU's offense is not good. Uh, man, I this this one's the one game this week. I'm like, man, I just I can't figure it out. I mm, this one might be one of my favorite games of the week. Oh, I can't wait to I watch it. One of my, I, yeah. I want to watch it so bad. Like, don't don't confuse like not being able to figure out what to do. Like, it might be ugly, but I can't wait to watch it. I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you guys. I'm gonna follow all the smart people. Um, cause I'm not going to pretend like I'm smarter than everyone else or know something they don't. Um, I'll take TCU, but I, nothing would surprise me in this game. Can't, now if a team, one team blows out the other, I'd be shocked, but nothing, neither team winning is going to surprise me in this game whatsoever. Um, t- if, if Duggan can come out and protect the ball, you know, turnovers or would turnovers would be what would change this game. If, if Duggan can protect the ball, and just you know, let Darius Anderson do his thing. Then I, I just don't see how the Horn Frogs lose this game. And I mean, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx them, but uh, this is one of my most confident picks. Daniel, man, you are fantastic. Just as you were last time, this is a ton of fun. I can't wait to do this again with you. But do me a favor. You you pick a lot of games each week. Uh, for people who want to check out your other picks for this week and uh, and the weeks that you're not on our show, where can they do so? Um, uh, let's see on Twitter. At Grinders DB7. Grinders with Blinders, it's a sports blog. Uh, we're putting up tons of information, talking about tons of plays, angles, modeling. Uh, come check it out and, you know, read some articles, give some feedback, and, you know, thank everybody who's already supporting us. Again, thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed this. We will. I assume you're going to do better this week. Um, either way, we're going to get you on again. We're going to do this again. If you assume I'm going to do better, then I'm probably going to go 0-5 now, or 0-6 <laughs> in the next game. Rock, Rocky Long is going to, going to put up 52 points on his own. Go over. <laughs> he knows what you're all up to. He's going to he's going to screw up all the numbers for you. Hey, man, enjoy this weekend. Everybody listening, enjoy the weekend. There's five Big 12 games. It should be a ton of fun. Watch as many as you can, and, uh, and we'll meet you guys back here again on Monday morning. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.